point of weakness. Always go for the throw. Buy low, sell high. Fear, that's the other guy's problem. Biz Talk Radio is proud to bring you... Investor's Edge with Gary Kulpom. Straight talk about you and your money. You can reach Gary now at 877-747-EDGE. That's 877-747-3343. Here is your host, Gary Kulpom. And welcome again to Investor's Edge. I'm Gary Kulpom, your host. Thanks for being with us today. Glad you're here, ladies and gentlemen. Happy that you are listening. It is uh, March 21st, 2019, Thursday. And ladies and gentlemen, we're going to uh, do elections and markets today. Markets and elections today. You know, I have the privilege of being on Fox News and Fox Business Network, so when we know we're covering certain subjects, it gets me neck deep into those subjects, especially if I only know the periphery of that subject. And I do not treat any of this minorly, because if today Fox asked me, you know, Gary, we're going to talk about the Peshmerga in Iraq tonight. I will spend hours upon hours upon hours on those people. If I was asked to discuss the Bill of Rights, well, I know what the Bill of Rights are, but I want to make sure I'm an absolute unadulterated expert. I'll spend hours and hours on it. Now, they didn't ask me today to look over elections, but... As a sidebar to something else I'm looking at, I got inquisitive. Because I've had some debates back and forth over this president the last couple of days. And elections and money. You see, if Donald Trump loses the next election, we're going to end up with a socialist running the White House. I, I actually would long for Barack Obama compared to these candidates. Barack Obama was there for eight years. He only took tax rates up to 39%. He didn't go higher than that. I think the lowest proposal from these Democrats is 70, with some actually uttering the number 90. We've heard the words VAT tax, carbon tax, wealth tax, higher estate tax, higher corporate tax, payroll tax. That's for starters. You know what the newest one is? In case you don't know, in Australia, or was it New Zealand? New Zealand, where they had that tragedy from that scumbag. The prime minister, I believe, in New Zealand came out and said, we are getting, taking all the, you know, automatic weapons. I think that's what she said, right? And all of a sudden, the left is all excited about it. Assault rifles would be banned in New Zealand. And I don't know exactly what that means. But New Zealand is different from the U.S. The left is demanding the president do the same. And I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute. These are the same people that are calling Donald Trump a dictator and a fascist, yet they want him to arbitrarily ban assault rifles without any bills, any nothing. You get the hypocrisy? And by the way, without taking sides. So for me, forget Trump for a second. I can't have a socialist run this country because the definition of socialist is an authoritarian dictator. They dictate how little you make, how little you keep. 
what you can eat, how much government oversees you, how many rules and regulations you have to live under, or else, I can't have that. Can't have it. Because I'm a student of history. I've studied all this. I've studied what happens when the state takes over. Markets melt down. Inflation skyrockets. Corruption goes run amok. People starve. The poor that's supposed to be taken care of are screwed. And a few people stay ridiculously wealthy. I can go on and on. And you have people like Bernie Sanders that raised like six million bucks the first day. This guy, Bernie Sanders, is more towards communism. Not even socialism. You don't believe me? Go read. Do your homework. We beg you to do that. So get me back to the point of Trump. The Trumpsters are mad at me because I will take him on. I will take him on. But the Trumpsters have forgot something very important. And I want you to listen carefully. Florida. 9.1 million votes in Florida for the past presidential election. Trump only won by 100,000 votes. Pennsylvania, 5.9 million votes total. Trump only won by 64,000 votes. Michigan, you ready? 4.5 million votes total. Trump only won by 10,000 votes. Excuse me, 16,000. Wisconsin, no, I take it back, 10,000 votes. Wisconsin, total of 2.8 million votes. Trump won by 23,000 votes. Those four states are 75 electoral votes. Instead of 304 that Trump had, if he loses those, take 304 minus 75. What is that, 229? He loses. The 22 million votes on those four states, Trump won by less than 200,000 votes. Yet the guy's going out and just pissing all over John McCain, a man who just died of cancer a few months ago. Really? That's going to win votes? That's going to win somebody over? Really? It may keep your base. I got, I got news for you. You should have seen what I saw on Twitter yesterday. Uh, the Trumpsters ripping McCain because Trump did. I'm like, what? What's going on here? And I don't need to go back and forth on, on McCain's record. I'm not, that's not the exercise here. The exercise is Hillary Clinton lost the election to Trump because so many people disliked her. You should learn a lesson from that. If Hillary Clinton was likable, she wins. So for those Trumpsters out there that think winning people over by ripping somebody who, what was it, four or five years in a, in a box, injured, tortured, paralyzed, comes out, becomes a senator, whether he was good or not, whether he voted for this or not, it's not the point. It's not the point. And I think McCain voted against the health care bill just out of spite. That's my belief. It is, that's my belief. He was for it and then against it. I think he was giving the middle finger to Trump. That's not good. But it's over. Move on. Win elections. He ain't going to do it that way. Up next. And what does the economy have to do with the election? Then the market wrap. And much more. I'm Gary. This is the one and only Investor's Edge.
Time to switch on the integrator units and get the brain cells working. You're listening to... Hey, this promises to be fun. Investor's Edge. The last bastion of quality programming. With Gary Coldbaum. It doesn't get better than this. And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. So, I believe... I believe that if the election was in and around here, think Trump wins. Strong economy, regardless what the media says, and boy, oh boy, are they driving to the hoop on this guy. Wow. They, we have an exercise here in my office and my staff. What we'll do throughout the day, you know, we're here like 7.30 in the morning uh, till 5. Just every 15 minutes we'll turn on CNN and MSNBC. And, you know, 99 out of 100 times they're on Trump. And of those 99 times they're on Trump, it's never a compliment. It's always negative and viciously negative. Even with that, we think he would win today. But if, let's say, next August we're in a recession, a bear market, he's out on his ear. He's out. So I'm just bringing this whole point up because, man, do I get it from Trumpsters every now and then. And they mean well. I'm not there to argue with them. You've got to think of the big picture. Anyway, j- just some thoughts. And when I was looking at these votes, you know, I kind of sort of knew, but not until I really looked. you got four states, 75 electoral votes, 22 million total votes were won by less than 200,000 votes. Hillary Clinton could have easily been president with a, a flip. Let's see, Michigan, if, if 5,001 people change, that's 16 electoral votes. That which puts them at 288. Lose Pennsylvania, you lose the, if you only lose Michigan and Pennsylvania, you're out. That puts you at 268. You can still win Florida and Wisconsin. That's how close it's going to be. And it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. If Trump had the demeanor of a Reagan, be a landslide. He's got a year plus to try to work his way halfway towards that. Notwithstanding what happens with the economy or markets, because that's a moving target. Now, as always, on Thursday, we are pre-taping the show in the final hour. As I speak, it's 3.15. We'll probably be done with this show around 3.45. But the market wrap is brought to you by investment-models.com. That's Jim Rohrbach, one of the great market timers. No gray areas with the man. You're either in or out of the market with his proprietary indicators. Go check it out. Investment-models.com. Well, it typically happens the Dow does the opposite of the day before on Fed Day. Dow's up 218. S&P 29, NASDAQ, a juicy 103. NASDAQ 100, 108. Sox up gigantic 53. Transports bounce a little 135. Better day for the uh, small caps, but not that great. And the story is the, the semiconductors up 53. Micron. Now I'm going to read something to you on Micron. And again, there are certain fundamental people I follow. Micron reported earnings down 39%, revenues down 21%, but it's still up almost four bucks a day. We'll call it 10%. Now we'll call it 8%. And it's still down from 65 bucks in last May. It's 44 as I speak. But without naming names, Micron forecast a 75%, nearly 75% earnings per share plunge for this quarter that they're in. Free cash flow will be next to nothing. Next quarter, with inventories at record levels, earnings per share will go to zero. Make no money. Maybe lose. And report negative margins. Market don't care. 
Market does not care. Again, not the news, it's how markets react to the news. So NVIDIA had turned up even on crappy numbers once they bought Mellanox, up another seven today. Their earnings down 53, their revenues down 24. Texas Instruments 3, Xilinx 3, Lamb Research 9, KLA 10 Core 4, ASM Holdings 3, Broadcom 7, Apple up 7 and change on an upgrade, even though, and by the way, just so you know what we do intra-quarter, we're always looking for guidance to change throughout the quarter. So Apple reports a 7% earnings growth last quarter, a drop of 5% sales growth. And we're watching the stock go up, and we're thinking, okay, maybe guidance is going up. They're saying better things, this, that, and the other thing. Apple's guidance right now, and they'll beat. But Apple's guidance right now is for earnings to be down 15%. Revenues to be down 7 for this com- the quarter they're in. And we're getting near it, but guidance has not changed. We expect them to beat it. But even if they beat it, earnings will be flat. Revenues will still be down. Market conditions are for technology. Simple as that. It's the best way I can put it. Strong day for software. Other tech stuff. Growth, like the MasterCard Visa. Growth financials, we call them. Where's the weakness? The only real weakness today is the financials again. Because interest rates remain low, it hurts them. But everything else is, even the weak, the, the uh, semi, excuse me, the transports are bouncing today. Housing's bouncing. But the story is the tech. The whole tech and nothing but the tech, so help me God. Ariston Networks, recent gap to the upside on earnings, gets an upgrade. A target raise today is up 17 today to 315. For example, on just a target raise. So very good day for growth land. And of course, the Fed is now mooey, 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 mooey on the side of the markets. Of course, the central banks elsewhere have stayed on that side forever. And that's the story, in a nutshell. New highs today, a plethora of these software and some semiconductor names. Up next, more on these markets and whatever else. I'm Gary. This be the one and only Investor's Edge. Investor's Edge. you got to be pleased with that. The crowd is just on his feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. With Gary Kolbaum. Comes highly recommended. You're going to feel better if you talk to him. Welcome once again to Investor's Edge. Thanks for being with us today. Again, we are pre-taping the show in the final hour. As I speak, it's 321. And by the way, if you do not get this show in your city, go to GaryK.com. You can listen live or archive. We're live 606 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. Also at GaryK.com. You can follow me on Twitter. Just press the button. Twitter at Gary Kalpam. You can email me. Just be nice. Uh, read our commentary, articles. We post charts of the day, news of the day, all that stuff today. If you'd like to hear what we're doing, we'd like to hear what you're doing. Press the money management button. Press the subscribe button to get our notes direct to you. Or the convictionleaders.com button. Convictionleaders.com button. To get our email service one month free. Uh, and I have not much else to complain on the market today, except the financials. That's really about it. Now, I got a question today that came kind of sort of from the archives because, I don't know, four years ago, three years ago, two years ago, a year ago, I, every now and then I would say, got to believe that this bubble ends with another 1999 climactic run. And, of course, every time the NASDAQ gets going, I bring it up again. The stance has not changed. Remember, the last bubble came from only low rates, just low rates. This time, we have the low rates, but also negative rates, 
which is ridiculously low rates, 0% rates here for eight years. The printing of $20 trillion, which continues as of this day. The promise of more printing, if we have any downturn, came from a guy named Williams from our central bank in the last 10 days. So they took what caused the bubbles of 2000 and 2008 and just drastically upped it. But now they think it's not a bubble. Yeah, sure, right. So we'll just keep watching. We're letting you know that just great action here in tech. It looks like it's not the end. Amazingly so. We're seeing flag patterns develop in a slew of names. And what's a flag? Imagine a stock breaking out and going up 10%, 15%. Stops. Doesn't pull back. Just makes a right turn and sits for a few weeks. Then breaks out again. That's a flag. Just looks like a flag. Sing a few of them. And when you see a few of them breaking out at the same time, it's usually good news. We're also seeing some ascending breakouts. What's that? Well, there's a slow ascending, ascending, and then boom, a big day out of there on volume. Seeing that. Seeing some real bad action on earnings, just turn around. I'm going to name one. But I'm not telling you to buy it, but I'm just going to name one so you can go look. Symbol Wix, W-I-X. Go look how the stock gapped down badly four weeks ago. And look what it did the last two days. That's what we mean. Normally, stocks that gap down don't usually have a good few months. Usually. Usually. And seeing a lot of the fundamentalists saying what I repeated to you earlier. How the hell can Micron be up almost 10% today when they have forecast a further 75% plunge for the quarter? It's not the news. It's how things react. Now, normally I would tell you, oh, we're definitely getting acceleration. But we got this central bank stuff going on, so I don't know. We'll just pay attention to price. We'll just pay attention to price. And let everything fall where it may. I'm also getting asked about the market being up a certain amount. Pay no attention. Pay no attention to that. Pay attention to price today. Don't get caught up. Sweet spot is a sweet spot is a sweet spot. And we'll see how far it goes, how long it lasts. Seeing a few other things here. You know when you get interest rates really buckled downwards, get better action to Home Depots. So Home Depot just came off the 50-day moving average, for example. And some other of these housing names also, housing-related. I get it. I get it. There are others calling for recessions, depressions, hyperinflation. We've been hearing that for 50 years. That's all. Pay attention to the market. You know who I'm talking about.
we have a word for some of them, charlatans. Charlatan is a person who pretends to be what they're not. I pretend all the time that I can stuff the basketball. I can't. I've tried. A few other tidbits. Uh, let's see. My good friend Maria Bartiromo, tomorrow President Trump will be interviewed by her. Uh, tomorrow morning, check it out. She's from 6 a.m. to uh, 9 a.m. every single day. Uh, I was on Fox Business earlier today guaranteeing that the next move by the Fed will be to lower rates, not raise. I got some questions on that, so I guess you guys watch it. That's my belief. And it's for two reasons. Number one, A, the bond market. If the 10-year all of a sudden goes from 2.53 up to 3, that changes. But it doesn't look that way. Also want to make note that the uh, one-month Treasury bill, or Treasury note, what are they, notes and bills, right? Interesting enough. Interesting enough. The one month is paying 2.45%. The seven year is paying 2.44%. Many believe that is telling us we're going into a recession. And if I only had a look at the bond market, I would think so. But then I look at the stock market and say, nah. Nah, no way. But it's something to watch. The 10 years are 2.537. Almost as much as the one year. Amazing. And the 30 year is only 2.964. Doubly amazing. Easy money pervades, kids. And we will watch that closely. Up next. This, that, the other thing. And whatever else. I'm Gary. This is the one only investment. Who went for? Well, what are you waiting for? One, one two, two, ready, now. go. Action! Investors Pitch with Gary Kofa. Once again, to Investor's Edge. Thanks for being with us today. It is um, 3.33 p.m. We're taking you towards the close of the day. Adopt 234, S&P 31, NASDAQ 111, NASDAQ 100, 115. Stocks up 54. And again, I want to repeat, this is really important. You may not think so. So many are bearish on semiconductors, and they're back near old highs on bad numbers. How can this be? Oh, it be. The old line is never argue with the markets, never argue with price. It's meaningful. So we'll see how it plays out. Price is everything. You know the old line about opinions, what they are for? And I mean that. And I'm saying it and letting a little pregnant pause in there 
so it sinks in. If I was to listen to just what people say, I'd be short the hell out of the market. Seriously. The hell out of the market. I was watching somebody today. We're not only going into recession, it is going to be the one of the worst we've had in ages. That's what was said on TV by a pundit. While semiconductors are getting near the old highs. Don't think so. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Again, right now, financials got problems. Foreign market's not as strong as us. Bunch of areas still act like crap. But semiconductors are back near the old highs. Technology's strong. And interest rates are ridiculously low. And central banks are back in the pudding. Back in the pudding? I don't know what the heck that means. Uh, the NCAA start today. I don't care. I gave you my Gonzaga. I already had somebody email me said I pronounced it wrong. Who cares? It's Gonzaga, I'm told. Okay, fine. Gonzaga. All I know I don't know how athletes don't get paid with the money that is made by these athletic departments. One upset. Oh, one upset. Minnesota beat. That's a small upset. Louisville lost 86-76 to Minnesota. That's an upset. Uh, what else do I got for you? It's about it this second. Yippee-yay-yay. Uh, Dow, up 230. S&P 31. Uh, 30, make it 32. NASDAQ 110. NASDAQ 100. Uh, 113. Transport's 157. Short sellers must be smoking some serious weed right now to calm their nerves. I can't imagine the short sellers right now. Wow. And the most oft-asked question of me, did the central banks really able to turn this market like they did? Well, go back. Go back to Christmas, the day after Mnuchin calling the party together, the president's working group on financial markets, which included the head of the central bank here and a bunch of others, and the market bottom the next day, and the Fed went did a complete change of stance uh, three days later, and boom. And just remember this for the future. Because the market is still listening to what the central banks do. It's certainly not earnings. Earnings are down this quarter. They better get better next quarter. We'll be on it. Have a great evening. Drive carefully when you get home. Do like I do. Simple procedure. Do make sure you hug your children. Thanks for listening. Night night all. This clean edit of Investor's Edge created by Stu Lander. Follow me at twitter.com slash s-t-o-o-l-a-n-d-e-r.